0: Well, hey, everybody, welcome to Lead with Worship, a worship podcast from the team here at Saddleback Church. My name is John Cassetto, and I get to be the global worship pastor here at Saddleback Church. And on this podcast, you're gonna hear from world-class artists and creatives and special guests as we uncover the heart and purpose of worship. Throughout our time together, our prayer is that you would really be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in your own creative journey and worship leadership. You know, here uh, at Saddleback, we are currently in a season of transition as a church. We're currently praying about who the next lead pastor is going to be. And recently our senior pastor, Rick Warren, gave a word of encouragement to our band and our vocal ministry about how worship is going to lead the way in this next season. It's actually where the title of this podcast comes from. So today you'll hear some clips from that message from Pastor Rick and a couple of our worship leaders will be discussing it. I hope it blesses you today. So let's go ahead and dive right into that conversation.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Lead with Worship. My name is Taylor and I'm on the worship staff with Saddleback Church and I'm here today with my friend Socrates Perez, my brother Sock, how you What's doing, up, man? man? Good to
2: see you today. I'm doing great. It's so good to see you and to be here with you. So honored to be part of this conversation as we get get this thing going as a team.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely, Sock. Um, for those of you who don't know, Socrates is our Lake Forest worship pastor at Saddleback Church, and Lake Forest is the broadcast campus of Saddleback Church. So, Sock holds a lot, and pastors and shepherds our teams here. And I was actually an intern under Sock, like my first year at Saddleback. Yeah. And so this yeah, is a just man. a cool full circle moment. Full that we're, circle. we're still doing ministry together, <laughs> which is so fun Yeah. Um, and such a gift. And so I'm glad you're here, man. Um, I know that we're going to jump into today, like John mentioned, some clips from Pastor Rick as he talks about transition and pastors our team through that. But Sock, I know some of your story is coming to California from Florida, that's some of your background, some of your story. And so I would love to know and love, would love for people to hear, how have you seen God be faithful through transitions in your own life?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a really good question because I mean, I was even thinking earlier today, there's just like how full of transition life is, no matter who you are or where you are or where you're, whether you're moving <laughs> from a place to another place or not, just like transition. It's so important to know about how to, how to navigate that stuff and um and just i mean for me i think about the transition from um from where we were in florida to here in saddleback and um just the way that the lord um guided us in those in those moments um it was such a such a a sweet time of dependence on god and so my my previous kind of i grew up in orlando was there um, for most of my life. My family is there, still lives there and um, started in ministry at the church that I grew up in there, which was just such a blessing to be able to kind of bring that back um, to that church. And then we moved to South Florida, was at a church there for a few years, felt um, called to to leave that church, really felt a clear direction from God that it was, it was time to move on, but to, to but to continue to stay in church ministry. And we it was just so puzzling because it's like, God, what does that mean? Like yeah. we're we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And um, just really clearly through uh, conversations with people and circumstances, God was speaking um, to leave. And so we had a, a middle moment of time for a few months where it was just, just, um, just like not sure about what was next um, and knew that we had a very clear calling on our lives. My mm-hmm. wife and I, her name's Sarah. And we had a one-year-old daughter at the time. Her name is Cora. And um, and so we, we um, yeah, we, we were just like, what's next God? Not sure about what, yeah. but it turned into one of the sweetest Times of relationship with God that I've ever felt in my life because wow. he was the only thing I could count on. He was the only thing I could lean on to move me forward. It wasn't a, a, a whole like traditional process of checklists of do, uh, pros and cons of like what decision do we make. It was just really developing an intimacy with the Lord and seeing what he had to say in his word and learning more about him. And so in that way, learning to trust him and his character. And um, I mean, long story short, just had a had a, a really brief connection with John Cassetto a year prior to that. and he was somebody that I reached out to and one of many people that I just said, you know, I feel like God's leading me in a direction of shepherding at a church, but I don't know where that is. And so if you know anybody that needs uh, needs a worship pastor, count me in and throw my name in the hat and he said actually why don't you um just you know come over here and and uh and see if the lord has something for you here and a couple trips later we were packing up our family of three moving over to california so wow just reminds me of of just being i mean that dependence on god um is something that that lesson that i learned in a season of having to depend on God is something that's applicable in every season. So yeah. even, even in those moments where it's like, I feel like I'm in a groove, I feel like I know what I'm doing or things are going well or things are going right. We need God just as much in those moments. We need to depend on His him for strength yeah. and for wisdom and for peace, just as much in those moments as we do in the valleys. And, yes. Um, so it just reminds me to, stay humbly you know looking to him um in in every
1: circumstance gosh that's a good sock yeah. thank you so much for sharing that there's so i, I love that you said that the, the dependency that we need to have on the lord like even um even in good times and even in the valleys is so critical yeah. so critical yeah. I love that man. It's we're gonna huge. we're gonna talk about more of that today. I and- wish
2: we could talk about about you too, because I feel like <laughs> I've seen you play that out in your life so so well, but just you've had so many seasons of dependence on God where we talk about full circle moment. Yeah. Like you when you came out here and all the things that he's led you through to be. Um, to be uh, functioning in ministry the way that yeah. you are right now is so, so cool. So hey, absolutely. maybe maybe for another episode. <laughs>
1: maybe for another episode. I'm a transplant too, like just like sock from another state, and God called us here, but we'll share that another time. But oh, man. yeah, absolutely. So good. So many stories of just God's faithfulness there. Yeah. Um, but man, like John like John said, Pastor Rick spent some of our time with our band and our vocals and really commissioned our worship team to lead the way in the next season, as our church goes through this whole transition of Pastor Rick um, and us looking for who the next lead pastor at Saddleback is gonna be. And by the way, some of these clips are recorded at an outdoor event, kind of an informal event. And so the audio in the audio, you're gonna hear some background noise and some different stuff, but you're definitely gonna hear what Rick says and catch the heart of the message. And so let's dive into this first clip of Rick speaking to our worship teams.
3: You're the future. You are the future. You are the future. And when I say that worship leaders are to lead the future, there is a biblical basis for it. It's called 2 Chronicles 20. I'm going to take you through this passage real quickly right now, because I want you to understand that what I'm saying, there's nobody else in this church who can lead our church into the future besides the band, the singers, so, uh, uh, the people leading, tech, everybody who pulls off our worship. Okay, all in this beautiful symphony in 2 Chronicles 20, uh, it's certainly one of the most bizarre battles in history. Because in this battle, uh, they put the choir and the worship leaders in front of the army as they went out into battle. That's never been done in history before. So the worship leaders who have no weapons are walking out, praising God in front of the army, and God gives them the greatest possible victory. There is a spiritual lesson here that this story gives us the steps of how I believe God wants to use you to lead our church, to be out front, to be the tip of the spear as worship leaders in where we're going in the future. All of our best days are ahead of us. All of the past is prologue. I am more excited about the church today than ever
1: before. More excited about the church than ever before. I love that from Pastor Rick. And Sock. I just, just like what we we're talking about a little bit earlier with your story, and I think about that, think about the journey that you've been on as a worship leader and as a shepherd in our house. Like what excited you when you first came to Saddleback about first hopping into the worship ministry here and and then on and then also, what excites you about that commission from Pastor Rick to our teams?
2: Yeah, when I when I first came here, um, I was really I was excited to be a part of something new that God was doing here at Saddleback, and we, um, you know, some of the listeners might know this, some may not, but just. What everything that we do as a team like is is built on um, under John Cassetto is built on on twenty five plus years of of history of Saddleback Church with with other leadership and so um, Rick Machow's dear worship leader um, friend who uh, passed away recently but he just he built so much here uh, of a worship culture and of a place where where people just we joyful in God's presence and 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 singing, um, but there was a time of transition right before, probably a couple of years before I got here, where John um, took the mantle on, was passed on to him, and was was leading worship in in this house and starting to put together a new team. And there was just so much, you know. One of the things that I love about um, John's heart during that season is there's so much pressure, you know, to 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 figure out okay what's new about this team and are there going to be new songs that are coming out of here? Mm. Are there going to be new sounds? What's the what's the new thing? And um and I, I and I know that John has talked about like putting the new song thing uh, a, a little bit on a back seat to uh, to make room for. A healthy, thriving worship team culture that um, just really embraced, you know, unity among production and platform teams, and um, and really just started to really support even more the value of of expression and worship in God's house, and just helping um, invite people into, into to not just watch something that's happening on stage, but invite people to participate and to express themselves before the Lord who were in our house, and so just like seeing, I, I don't know, that was. The thing that excited me the most is because when i was coming in we were right on the edge of that it was still like okay i see how it looked before this and i see the vision painted for the next thing and i get to be a part of that and yeah um so i was i was just really thrilled about being able to help develop um the culture that um, that God had envisioned to John and um, and to come alongside him in that way. And it's just amazing to think that was like seven and a half years ago, yeah. just how far this has come and how many people God has brought along um, to be a part of this team since that time that have helped really um, shape who we are as a team today. It's a team that's just built on love. Let love be your highest goal. That's kind of our mantra, and, yeah. and from scripture, and it's it defines more what we do than um, than anything than anything else. Sure, sure. Yeah.
1: What excites you now? Coming yeah. like with with that commission from Pastor Rick of like worship can lead the way in this next season, in this transition, in this whole. Um, we're standing on this, I feel like we're standing on the brink of something new, like as a church um, in that transition and in that context, but also when I think about the church, like globally, like this is such new ground and new space, I think for us in a lot of different ways, coming out the other side of a global pandemic. It's just, I think a lot of people are asking the question, like what what does church look like now? What does leadership look like now? What is loving and serving our communities as worship leaders look like now? So. Yeah. What do you think that is for for us as Rick commissions us?
2: Yeah, well, one of the things that excites me now coming out of a really unique season that we're still sort of in, you yeah, know, just with with the pandemic and the way that we were all at home and doing services online and then now we're coming back. And just during that time, I feel like there were so many opportunities to um to kind of step back and and look at like, okay, we were doing all of these things before. Um when we come back to meeting in person, are we gonna do all of these things the same way again? Yeah. And why did we do them this this way that we did them? Um so just reanalyzing like an it was an opportunity for us to just look at like, okay, why do we um why do we really value what the sound system sounds like or what the lights are are doing or what just what why things look the way they look or sound the way they sound or, okay. or a certain programming service order like were we doing those things just out of habit or was it what let's get back to the root of of why um why those those things were happening and the purpose behind them yeah and and good. so it just kind of gave us an opportunity to just to just really say, like, okay, God, if if we're getting down to, to the basics, like how are we, what's the, the purpose of our worship services in the weekend? And mm-hmm. and just reminding ourselves about how we, you know, we're gathering people for the purpose of God being magnified and being lifted high and for people to connect with him, to have a to have an opportunity to connect with the Lord, but also to reaffirm the truth that we know about him in community yes. you know to be able to do that together gathered together and so i don't know things like that like really clear this is why we do what we do became just more illuminated and it became huh. like oh this is the reason why we do these things everything else should be built off that not just because that's how we've done it before um and so that's a, a long way of saying just that's that's I think that's what excites me about the future is that we're just we're looking through a renewed lens of of just like let's not just go back to the way things were before god has something for this season and if we borrow from lessons from the past, that's that's one thing. But just recycling and redoing things the same way without um, analyzing like, how does this help fulfill our mission for mm. this worship space or for this team, um, I think would be a mistake. So anyways, I'm excited about the opportunity that that affords us to to try new things. We're about to move into the worship center um, here at Lake Forest um, in a few weeks. And just um, as, as at the time that we're recording this and just... I, I think about um, yeah, there's gonna be all sorts of like things flooding back to us of just like, oh, this is how we did it before. Is there a better way? Is there a way that um, can help, you know, I, I don't know, can help the, the mission that we that we've been given better? Yeah.
1: I love that hunger for the new. Yeah. That is so good. Yeah, totally. And also the root of that. The root of that sock. Like you, you talked about before the root of going back to, to the why behind even what we do, you know, and yeah. even even starting with like who we are as a team and who we are as a church that we're going to care about each other and, l- and love one another. Some of my stories, like I used to be a campus worship leader um, at our San Diego campus, so shout out to those guys. Um, <laughs> when I first was there, though, they had been without leadership for a long time. And I remember they were just trying to make things happen and the team felt felt kind of tired. I think they would resonate with me when I say that. But I remember, um, and just in the tiredness and in being a mobile campus, you know, there can be some tensions that rise. And so I remember that was w- what we had to do. We had to do some of what you just talked about, and, and being rooted in the and that of going back to. I mean, we're going to be a team that loves one another and cares for one another. Yeah. So that way we can love and serve and care for our congregation really, really well. Yeah. And so I love that you point back to that. But at the same and asking, just going back to the why yeah. will lead us into the new. That's really good. sock. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Rick is preaching from Second Chronicles, and and. At this time, he talks a little bit about the King of Israel, King Jehoshaphat, and how Israel was under attack. And so let's hear this next clip from Pastor Rick.
3: And he received this intelligence report, a huge force is on its way from beyond the Dead Sea uh, to to fight you. There is no time to ask. Now there's a triple threat here. By the way, you have three enemies too, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And, and so and they, those three enemies come against you every single day, I don't wanna get into that. but. In this, instead of worrying, the king worships. Instead of worrying, he worships. We are always either worshiping or worrying. If you worry, you're not worshiping. If you worship, you're not worrying. It's one or the other. You'll panic or you'll pray. You'll worry or you'll worship. And so all the stuff that's going on in your life, there's going to be stuff going on in the future. You're going to worship or worry. You're going to panic. You're going to pray. Now, how are you to lead our church Into the future. How is this particular ministry, the worship ministry, not the children's ministry, not the women's ministry, not the men's ministry, not the singles ministry, not, we got 500 plus ministries in our church. 500 plus ministries. Why do I believe God has called the worship ministry to lead us into the future? Because you put the choir before the army. You put the choir, there's a principle here. You lead with worship. You lead with gratitude. You lead with thanksgiving. That's right. You lead with praise.
1: Gratitude, thanksgiving, and praise. I love that. So good. Sock. how have you seen our team lead the way in some of these different things? Yeah, I I'm
2: I'm actually it's it's kind of funny because I was I, hearing this clip and I, I've looked down and I'm wearing our worship over worry <laughs> sweatshirt Yes, yes. <laughs> that came out of like this season right in the beginning of the pandemic. I yeah. think it was like a couple months in where we're just like, we don't know what's coming next. You know, like, right. like people are thinking, oh, this will be a few weeks. Okay, this will be a month. Oh, okay. This is a lot longer term than we thought and has... Far more reaching effects, and so that that uncertainty caused a lot of, I think, anxiety in the world and in our yeah. own hearts and, and minds. It's just easy to go down a path of just like, what does this mean? And not knowing is can be the hardest thing. And so worry was a very and continues to be a very real thing in in transition. Um, and so, yeah, I think that this that sweatshirt reminds me of of that season because that term worship over worry, that terminology, we started using that as a team to um, to kind of mark these daily like moments of worship and of mm. of a word that um, different worship leaders throughout our campuses were giving in those early days of the pandemic. And so uh, on social media, we were just able to just kind of share with people a little bit of hope, a little bit of encouragement and and just to really lead the way into the battle with worship and replace, you know, just as a way of as a way of replacing and dispelling um the very real worry and anxiety that maybe was was upon us in that moment that we would just say, you know, instead I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on thanksgiving. I'm going to focus on gratitude. I'm going to focus on worshiping the Lord and praising him even when I don't know how this is all going to end up, even when yeah. in the middle of the uncertainty. So I feel like it's just so applicable to the way that that Rick was was just sharing about that because we got to we got an, a very real opportunity to do that in the middle of crisis yeah um as a team. so just I it remind as I was hearing it too, it reminded me of uh, you know, in, in Philippians where it talks about not worrying about anything but instead with prayer and petition through Thanksgiving yes to make your request known to God. and so I just love how you know, Rick, was talking about it's, it's it's worship because of who God is, but it's also thanksgiving and gratitude for all He's done in your life, and and almost like thanking Him in advance because He's taking care of us. He's going to be taking care of us through all this, through through the seasons that we worry about. Um, so yeah, that's just one one really real way that I, I got to see our team in action and um, in in helping to put worship in front of worry and to to really lead the way into the battle. Um, with worship,
1: absolutely. I love yeah. that you touched on that sock because that was such a real thing. Of yeah. like, I know that was a season where I felt so uncertain about like totally. what life was going to look like. You know, what, what did we still have jobs in ministry? You know, is it what's what's going to happen with my family? Yeah. You know, and so to lay, to have like all those anxieties building up, you know, but to have um, just my fellow teammates in my church, you know, reminding me to lay those things down before the Lord because. He is our ever-present help in times of trouble. He's close to the brokenhearted, and He saves those who are yeah. crushed in spirit. To lay those things down before Him, and to express our faith and to trust Him. Yeah, gosh, like that was just so crucial. I know just for me and my and if and I feel like if if I needed that, then certainly other people did too. Absolutely, in those moments. And those, so, are,
2: those are moments where it's just such an it's an exercise in faith to worship yeah. in those moments of being in the valley. It's just a way of just just saying like. I know that certain things that I thought were true are no longer true in the world around me, but I do know one thing to be true, that God is still God, that he's still in control, that he still deserves our praise and our worship and that he's still with us. And so for us to, to be able to affirm that day after day. I think we helped each other in that because one day I would post something and then I would be like feeling just down the next day and be encouraged by a video from you or from different worship leaders. So it was such such an incredible time of being able
1: to exercise that. Absolutely, man, absolutely. Let's go ahead and hear this next
3: clip. He says, stand still and stand firm. What do you stand firm on? Verse 20, believe in the Lord your God and you'll be able to stand firm, believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. What do you stand on? The character of God and the word of God. prophets are the word of God. The character of God and the word of God. Now, then, I said all that just to get to this fifth point. The key to our future is to express thanks to God advance the key to your future and the key to our future together is to express thanks to god in advance verse 21 then the king chose men to be singers to the lord to praise him because he is holy and wonderful and they marched in front of the army this is weird They marched in front of the army as they say, Thank the Lord because his love continues forever. This is a very unusual way to organize a battle plan. You put the choir before the infantry. General Patton would have painted on this one. Okay, what do you mean? We're going to put the choir out front. They're going to be the tip of the spear. And as we march into the here's, here, over here on this mountain are the enemies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. And over here, one nation, the Israelites. And we're all going to go into battle three to one. We're way outnumbered. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to stand still. The battle's not yours. See the salvation of the Lord. And put the choir before the army. We lead. We lead. Now, what's he doing here? It's symbolic he saying, thank God in advance for deliverance. You see, praise is verbalized faith. Now, let me explain this to you. When you thank God after the victory, that's called gratitude. When you thank God before the victory, that's called faith. Amen. Faith is thanking God in advance. So stop asking God for what you're asking for and start thanking Him in advance. Jesus said, whatsoever you believe in prayer, believe that you have received it, and you shall receive it. Wait a minute. i got to believe I've got it in order to get it? Yep. That's called faith. What is faith? Believing a thing is so, even though it isn't so, so that it will be so. I thank God in advance. Thanking God after the fact is gratitude. Thanking God before the fact happens is faith. The ultimate expression of faith is thank you god i know you're going to take care of this thank you god i know you're going to take care of this now here's the exciting part listen here's the effect of when worship leaders actually lead when worship leaders take the leadership when worship leaders lead us into the future when you put the choir in front of the army verse 22 at that moment At the moment they began to sing and to praise, the very moment they started praising God in advance, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to begin fighting each other among themselves, and they destroyed each other.
1: I love that quote. That was like my praise is verbalized faith. And you were just talking about that. Yeah. Like you were just, you were yeah. just, you were giving that to us. Absolutely,
2: man. I, I do. I love it too. it's so powerful. And it's, it's, yeah, it's cause you're, you know, when you have the opportunity to, to really kind of be drowned out by the worry around you or be to focus like deep down on the the what could go wrong in front of you it's it gives it praise and worship gives us an opportunity to lift our eyes up to see that there is a god who is over all of the chaos and really does see where things are leading and has a future and a plan for each of us um and and he's the one who's got us in his hands and so just just praise like affirms those things and and allows us to to say them before they happen, you know. It's kind of like we're prophets in the house of the Lord, you know. We, yeah. we get to we get to do that by affirming God's character, what he's going to do, how he's going to deliver us um, in times of trouble before they happen, you know, before that happens. So yeah. It, absolutely. It's, it's powerful.
1: And I think I would say Sok, like as you're as you're talking and you're talking about faith and believing God for things, you know, that that maybe haven't haven't happened yet or haven't transpired yet. Um, I can't help but think about just some of my friends and just different pe- faces in my mind of people who are around the country at different churches, you know that were hit in so many different ways, you know by the past couple of years. Yeah. and and maybe like maybe you find yourself in a season where you're discouraged or you're trying really trying to believe God for something. And just I would just say, like, keep keep believing the Lord for it, yeah, you know, because absolutely. he's so faithful. Um, he's so faithful to show up in times of trouble. And so, Gosh, would you have anything to say to anyone who's listening yeah, in that I, in
2: hundred percent affirm that like he's faithful and and you can trust him. He's trustworthy. And I would also say to leaders, um, in in whatever space they're in, that what they what they're doing matters, you know? Hmm. And and a lot of times. I've and I've felt this personally. A lot of times, you feel like the seeds that you throw out and plant, or the the work that the ground that you labor in, um, is just going out into nothingness. You know, and just yeah. feel because you yeah. don't you don't immediately always see that return or response. You know, we don't always have have the benefit of seeing. You know the life change right in front of us. Um, yeah. Sometimes we do, and we give God the glory for those moments. But sometimes it's it's just it's it's like you're throwing it out. And um, but you know the the word of God it doesn't it doesn't return void when we mm. when we voice the praise of God when we voice um, what we know to be true about His character. It's gonna. It's going to produce fruit in people's lives. Yeah. It's going to make a difference in this world when we declare that through our praise and through our worship. And so, I would just, I would just encourage you, whoever's listening right now, that you would know that um, that your labor is not in vain. That mm-hmm. every single, every single action that you're taking towards um, towards. You know, being faithful in obedience to what God has called you will uh, produce fruit, whether we see it or not. And you can trust in faith that God's going to do that um, through your work.
1: Yeah, that's a good yeah. sock. That's really good. Well, let's hear one last clip from Pastor Rick.
3: Here's the sixth principle from Second Chronicles: Find the blessing in the bad. Find the blessing in the bad. Can God bring blessing even out of COVID? Yep, he sure can. Listen to this, verse 24 to 26. And the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, this is after they walk out into the desert singing their praise songs in advance and the enemy starts destroying themselves. When the army of Judah arrived, see the army's behind the choir, remember? They're behind the musicians, they're behind the worship leaders. When the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, there were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather up the plunder, and they found vast amounts of quantities of equipment and clothing and other valuables more than they could carry away. This is plunder on the battlefield. More than they could carry away. There was so much plunder, it took them three days to collect it all. And on the fourth day, they gathered in the valley of Baraka, which God has name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord. Do you know what Baraka means? It means blessing. How do you get to the Valley of Blessing? You thank God in advance. Yeah. You thank God in advance. You praise God in advance. You lead with worship. You lead with praise. You lead with gratitude. And God wants you to lead the way in worship. Verse 27. Then, notice, led by Jehoshaphat, all the people of Judah returned joyfully to Jerusalem for the Lord had given them Great cause to rejoice! Hallelujah! Amen. God loves to demonstrate His power in the lives of those who are totally dedicated to Him and choose from worship instead of worry.
1: I love that God chooses to be faithful. That is so good. Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. Man,
2: I I don't know. It's it's great. I loved I loved how he was talking about. Um, you know god leading us into the valley of blessing mm. and and it remi- it one of the things that reminded me of was cuz recently we just we one of our nights of worship we were ta- we were kind of singing and worshiping and reading scripture working our way through the psalms um through through a few psalms and different kinds of psalms in the night and one of them was psalm 84 where it talks about just the joy of being in god's house Mm -hmm. and and of worshiping in god's house and so he talks rick talks about the valley of i think it's baraka Mm -hmm. and um and it reminded me of this psalm that talks about the valley of Baca, which is weeping, (laughs) going through the Valley of Weeping. And in Psalm 84, I'll read a part of it. It just talks about happier those who live in your house, ever singing your praise. Happy are those whose strength is in you and whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the Valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain covers it with pools and they go from strength to strength. Mm -hmm. The God of gods will be seen in Zion. And it, re- it reminded me of that because it- it's just relevant to what he's saying about worshiping in advance. And, and, um, and as you know, God being faithful to to bless um and, and bring them to the valley of blessing um in this psalm it's talking about those who go through the valley of weeping hmm. um praising God and coming still coming to his house and being faithful to to sing his praise uh, to rely on him for strength and just the way that God responds faithfully to to bless them um with with his strength to go from strength to strength from strong to stronger so yeah. i don't know i just love i love the way that God ties all those things in his word together and um, and that Pastor Rick brought that to light. yeah
1: Absolutely, absolutely and that's so good sock. I think I think the other thing too um, I guess as we as we wrap up and as we close up, if you had just one word of encouragement or just parting word just for anyone who's out there listening, whether that be a worship pastor at a church, um, one of our volunteers or someone who's out there listening, what would you what would you have to say to them? Yeah, I, I would say, um,
2: I, yeah, I just, I, I feel like a couple of things. One is just back to that encouragement of just everything, your labor for the Lord is not in vain. And mm-hmm. I know that this, um, this has been a season where it's been it, it's so easy to grow weary um, because of, because of so many different forces working against us sometimes just to to up the anxiety or to um just you know everything's a little bit harder um in this season emotionally and so i just want to i want to encourage you to not give up to not grow weary of doing the right thing um and 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 of pursuing your call to god and obedience um because as as galatians says like in due time you'll reap a harvest if you don't give up and so Mm. i encourage you to not give up, and and then the uh, on the on the other side of that too, I would just say, um, I would just say to remember that God loves you. God loves you regardless of of how much you pour out. God loves you regardless of how faithful or faithless you might feel like you are being, um, and and whether or not you you succeed or or feel like by certain standards you fail in that calling, God loves you, and and our our worship isn't. Um, you know his his love for you isn't dependent on how well you perform as a worship leader or mm. as a leader in general. And um, we can still worship even when we fail. and and I, I've just been thinking about how our worship, it shouldn't be motivated by trying to impress God. Um, it's just motivated motivated by who he is and and a response to his unfailing love for us. Yeah, And the Bible says that, we love because He first loved us, and so just in this moment, you know, if if that's just what you need to hear that that God loves you, and and to just sit in that, to receive that love um, as a as a way of fueling your own leadership and fueling your own worship in the future, um, I think it's so important for us to take moments to recognize um, how good He is, how faithful He is, no matter what we've done um, or what we failed to do.
1: That's good, sock. That's good. I would echo all of that. I echo all of that encouragement to anyone out there listening. And also, I would, I would just say too, you're not alone. Wherever you're listening and wherever you're, wherever you're receiving this podcast from, you're not alone in this. Amen. And that our team, like, we're praying for you. We're with you. We're on your team. We're on your side. We do the same thing and just showing up to be faithful to the assignment that God has on our, on all of our lives. And yeah. so, just know that you're not alone in that, and that we're praying with you, and that that we're for you. Well, sock. Thank you so much for today. So yeah. good to hang out together man and talk such a and blessing, talk through man. this together.
2: Yeah, I love love being with you bro. Any any chance to get us in a room together? I'm I'm here for it.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> See you guys next time.
0: Well, I hope that conversation was helpful for you today. I love that Socrates talked about trusting God in the midst of uncertainty. I think everyone listening, we can all agree that this has been several months over a year of just such great uncertainty. And I always appreciate the wisdom that Socrates shares, especially when he talks about God's faithfulness and trusting in God in every single season. So I really hope that was encouraging to you as you were listening, wherever you're listening to this this week's podcast. You know, before we say goodbye for today, I do want to remind you that you can stay connected to us in a few different ways. First of all, stay up to date with all of our original music from Saddleback wherever you stream your music. Just search Saddleback Worship. Also, we love to hear from you. We want to hear your ideas, your questions, episode ideas, ways that we can serve you. So just shoot us an email. And lastly, don't forget this podcast is just one of the many podcasts produced by Saddleback Church. We have the Doable Discipleship podcast, The Well, and many more. So be sure to check out those links in the episode description. We're really glad we got to spend some time with you today, and we'll see you next time on Lead with Worship.